That sounds like a good idea. So I like Boris K. I like these guys. Who is who is who here? I'll introduce myself in a bit because that's probably not as interesting. Well, I'm I'm Chris Shorten. This is Emily Day. Yep. This is Paul Christophe. Jeffrey Chi. The Paul Christophe. So these and young gentlemen make up the Brunswick Gear Collective, and they've been each podcasting each and every group of together. Together at the same time. Was it like a band? Exactly maybe like one came along later. Or? No, no, no. We have the original three. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. They came into being at once. Mm, That's right. And when I was starting Froth, I saw these young gentlemen in the alehouse, and I mistook them as being severely knowledgeable and okay. experienced. And mm. I said, young men. I want to start a magazine, what do you think? And I recall getting three shrugs and like, yeah. you know, for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, just message on Facebook from that random person. <laughs> yeah. I think my response was like, you know, like, this seems like a cool idea, I hope it works, but like, you know. I feel like I just wanted to check if people were the, like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, you know, we'll read it. Like, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Knock yourself out, yeah. kiddo. Yeah. And you are? Uh, my name is Susie. I believe we're called Frost Beercast because we started off as Frostcast and then it turned out that is a surfing podcast. I did find that when I searched. It's probably a great podcast. Just listen to Frostcast. Yeah, that seemed like a way that it's listening. Get some surfing tips. Well, well, of course, we we wanted to be top beer until we thought we were going to be sued by um, uh, the BBC. To be clear, you thought we were going to be sued. Paul and I didn't give a shit. (laughs) I thought top beer is a great name. Yeah, we did went like... They're not going to care about that. Because you could be like the three guys, you know. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It worked on so many levels. And I guess this, in beer, and when we started, sued they went so the BBC doesn't give it that same credit, and you get sued by still a slightly funny, funny and lovable. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, if we'd been sued by AB and Bev, I feel like we. Would That's like, right. The cred would be huge. Exactly. Status. But the BBC people would be struggling to find the connection. And the BBC don't make it to do. No, yeah. I mean, point. we could now sue. Yeah. Like we are, we're the baby. We could sue them. Just sue them. Yeah. Let's do that. Well, Paul's a lawyer. I am. Really? Technically, yeah. Oh. That's what I'm actually a qualified as. You're a man of many hats. <laughs> he just oh. never wears that one. That's never. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like <laughs> that, one, that the, one's in the drawer. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the cupboard. Yeah. There's a whole lot of beer stacked on it. <laughs> that was kind of my first side. What, Being a lawyer. <laughs> doing, doing a law degree, but I didn't want to go yeah. And qualifying. So we are at, we're at Burris K. We are at Burris K just before, like, when is it closed? Two weeks from now? Fourth of April. Hmm. Along um, with every other business in Melbourne. <laughs> just yeah. coincidentally. Yeah, that's right. And it's been like end of days walking here today. Yeah, yeah. It's um, even, even the 86 tram didn't have the usual people trying to get you. It's so weird. It's kind of symbolic, like the fourth of the fourth being the day that it dies as well, right? Because like in 
Chinese culture, which like brings the whole coronavirus back around. Um, number four. Not was according like, to uh, China. Just saying. That's true. Good point. The number four is like basically debt. Basically, you know, like the the way you say it's the same, you say the same thing. It's like international is slightly different, and the character is obviously different. But yeah, so it's like when I got a car, my grandmother said you can't have for the end of the number plate and stuff like that. Like, yeah, super superstitious about it. Does that mean and that you were two... like, fuck you, Grandma. Does that mean that two you deaths did it anyway. is lucky? Uh, I did. Because you were just that good guy. That's Maybe. It's like the uh, 200% cheese salute. If you have two deaths, that makes eight. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. Hey, good wait, point. wait, is that like tarot cards where it's like, you know, the death card is actually good? But then yes, two death, right. death cards not less yeah, yeah. good or And bad, the jester card is like, oh, <laughs> it's super tarot is super confusing. Definitely don't want the rainbow it's, it's not it's not intuitive. <laughs> so French. Weird, weird. Um so we're at Barris K because Barris K is closing down. Right now I'm staring at the box for Simpsons Cluedo, which I didn't know existed, but I'm very happy it does. And jumbling towers. Ah, mm. uh, jumbling towers. Uh, because they're too cheap to buy Jenga. Do you think there are more sets of jumbling towers in the world than Jenga? I'm starting to think so. Jenga's expensive. Um, but jumbling towers. That's the that the, the um, pieces are all the same size. That's true, they're manufactured by yeah, like Jumbling towers are more likely to jumble. Mm, mm, that's true. Well, I guess it fits with the name. Mm. Um, Jenga towers are more likely to Jenga. It's a bit. Yeah. To Jenga. Yeah, what do you what do you say when because you know you mean say Jenga when the Jenga mm. tower falls down? What do you say when the jumbling tower falls down? You, you don't say Jenga when it falls. You're just like, oh you god. I mean, I mean, really? Like, really? Like Uno? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. It's not like Uno. What if you don't yell Jenga then? Do you lose or? Only we had Jenga instead of jumbling towers to look up the rules. It's a it's an unwritten celebratory action. It's got nothing to do with the rules. But like people be able to play Jenga in these germ-phobic times. Well, I think it'll be like no communal touching. Just put condoms on your fingers. Yeah. Push the jingle. I did see that online today. Condoms are now selling out because people are putting them on their fingers. Which I was actually thinking the other day. Highly lubricant. Lubricant. Touching those lip buttons with ease. Yeah, so how crazy are we all feeling right now? Let's start with you, Paul, about this coronavirus. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being extreme panic and 0 being you're still looking for knobs. And I think also, um, if your answer is not 10, it'd be useful if you could communicate what would be a 10 for you. Mm. I think that would be handy. What would be a 10 would be people like dying. Healthy people dying with some regularity would be a, would be a cause for concern. Not there's not a cause for concern, but it's very manageable at the moment. So it's your personal state of like concern. I'm okay. You're okay. Like, you know, I can mostly work from home. I should be able to get my money back mostly on trips and events that I've had to that have been cancelled. So right. I'm alright. It'll pass and it's all about the curve, isn't it? Like people thinking about people other than themselves to get sort of hit junior life, the peak of the bell curve is as low as possible for a flat line. So I'm more worried about other people just being selfish. Which I saw a lot of at the supermarkets yesterday. People with like three trolleys full of pasta. And, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. People poor, are really love But that was, was just that, the was Domino Green guy, like pushing. Mediterranean wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, two staff members rapidly trying to put pasta on the shelves and people yeah. taking off. 
Yeah, I've still got everything I needed, so yeah. Except for Arachetti. Which, according to Mira, is everywhere. Is that a kind of pasta? Yeah. Is that the little elbows? No, oh, they're like the little... Oh. I was going to ask if it's like the one that looks like a lolly. No, it's, it's like, it's like a little tiny earring. Are those shells? Was that very high on your, like... Well, I, oh, it's one of my your, standard pastas. Your lockdown to do yeah. Number four spaghetti, facility, and arrochetti. Oh, really? I'm so, all about the shells. There was no arrochetti. But then, according to Miro, um, that's like when he went to the shops, that was the only shape that was there. Are you telling me people have shape preferences in the apocalypse? And I find that very yeah. interesting. So, I, I heard that Rizzoni is being left on the shelf. Yeah, and I saw that, and then no I really, likes and then I really wanted to make some like kitted up. Think she's like this Macedonian. Like, yeah, what is the land? what is the rank order? It, it'd be like how like shapes like, like oh, the had that dish on the shelf. So so no one's got to make that shit. And then yeah, there was no one people, one person took it once. All the parts that's supposed to exist doesn't exist, and it's all very topsy turvy. But I do find the shape. References into that, so it's very interesting. Mm. So Coles, as like Sarkatar was gone, but then certainly you got the chip eye, and like were, all the plain chips were gone, but certain flavors weren't gone. And it just really emphasize how stupid people are. You know, if, you, if you're going to be trapped, if you're going to be trapped at home in some sort of apocalyptic nightmare, you don't want to have salt anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, they burn after a while. Mm. There was loads of great canned, like great canned items. You could do all kinds of things with just left on the shelves. But yeah. Lentils, nothing but lentils. Loads of lentils and chickpeas, cannelloni beans. I mean, my suggestion to everyone is actually just go to Asian supermarkets. They have plenty of shit. Yeah, Hinoki. Why people don't want to do that yet? Hinoki, just, just up <laughs> They're the not road. quite there. They're not quite there yet. There was, loads, there was everything. We had everything we needed. It's, it's a weird world. I think the... I personally think the whole... I'm not quite to the fever pitch, but every now and then I'll read through the news and it's like... Holy shit, we're not prepared for any of this. Um, but overall, I'm doing Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with Paul on this one. I think, like, there's been a lot of, like, personal inconvenience just because I travel a lot and that's all just been kind of, like, just put into massive disarray. But it's like, that's not that's not a big deal in the grand scheme of let's get this shit under control and what's under control we can be fine. But from a personal perspective, yeah. Like, I kind of call this, like, a... Five out of ten, but primarily because of the EDC of others, rather than because I have worries about my own personal safety. You know, out of out of all this, you know, India showcase like that's annoying. Yeah, not being yeah. Hey, that's a ten, all right? That's like, a ten. Yeah, that, if a gaps gets cancelled, then happy Def days. Con, then we go to gap. Then we go to Def content immediately. Happy like, days. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Then Garage Project not announced anything, but surely oh, happy that's days will be. That's, that's got to be cancelled. Yeah. Comedy festival. Festival, yeah. yeah, it's got. It's like I was saying before. The thing is, it's what's happening is essentially we can't go to events. We now have more free time and have the money that we would have spent at the events. So we're richer and have more free time. Which then we can choose to, you know, drink beer in our houses and clear all the beer that's in the um, the beer crisper that Mara keeps saying needs to be emptied out. We, we That's a silver lining, mate. Yeah, yeah there true. is. The beer yeah. in the crisper. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're opportunistic enough, this could be a golden time for you. Um, yes. Golden time for beer. It could be. Depends on the size of your business, I think, and where you sit in the production chain, but beer, like every other industry, is going through um, a I don't know what to do type of thing. Things change every 12 hours, so 
interesting times, really. Ooh. I reckon that, uh, I mean, all these beer events have been cancelled, but by the same token, any, uh, any hospitality business that is, say, 200 to 300 plus capacity probably won't be getting bookings or mm. even wanting to take yeah. them. So I reckon smaller businesses with a smaller capacity that still kind of service the beer community will do a bit better and probably packaged products will do a lot better but keg products might lag a bit because people aren't out drinking kegs you know they're wanting to get slabs and go home or you know they're not hanging about doing that kind of stuff so yeah it's it's interesting to you know kind of hypothetically think about what may or may not happen the melbourne scene anyway this is the right time for a have a in line yeah, that's correct. Absolutely. I had a, um, a bottle shop contact me um, wanting to get Frost to put in their packages that they send out to people and they were saying that they were going to ramp up their online store because they were thinking that now with people self-isolating they'll get more online orders rather than people mm-hmm. yep. coming in. So I was kind of wondering, yeah, mm. people would just be staying home and ordering in delicious beers. Mm. Mm. chance of it. Yeah. yeah. Because now it's kind of weird to go out to socialise and yeah, like even us arriving here today, mm. I saw everyone and you, I gave Susie a hug and then I leapt back and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you just feel weird like, and then you feel rude for not making human contact with people. Mm. So I just wonder how we're going to, it's just going to be a very socially awkward time as well, mm. on top of all the, all the other mm. And like, hey, like, if your valve steam is just gonna be going fucking oh, nuts, God, like, yeah, yeah they'll, be, they'll be unbelievable. Just no, like, and they'll forget about all the sales because people will pay for anything. Correct. Um, every game you can imagine will be. Yeah. I really wanted to play Untitled Goose Game. I think that this would be my chance. Oh, yeah. Come again. Um, the Switch. Untitled Goose Game. Okay, no, I don't. I don't know it. It's one oh. of Melbourne's greatest achievements on yeah. the internet. Okay. <laughs> it's all awesome. goose. That's like. It's a mischievous a goose. A mischievous goose. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I was gonna say psychopathic. Well, he annoys the fuck out of people. Mm. Like it steals a guy, a kid's glasses, so then um, he falls into a, a lake or something. Yeah, I'm putting, I've, I have no way of reacquiring my switch at the moment. It's, like, it's not like it's cutting people's brakes or something. It's yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> Devious. Yeah, it's a devious goose. Devious, yes. It's not like, you know, planting male bombs or anything. Alright, so we've alighted on a, on, a, on the correct adjective for the goose. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. Devious is, is, is an underutilised word, and I'm glad that we're using it. That'd be a good brewery name, Devious Goose. Devious Goose. I'm surprised it You need to edit that bit out, because, yeah. like, this is our idea now. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, so, Emily Day, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling about the, um, you know, beer in the beer in the time of coronavirus? Um, well, panic levels. I'm at about a ten, and that's because my dad texts me on a daily basis with, oh. you know, parental warnings, which I kind of shrugged off for the first two weeks, and then I, I was reading about what's going on in Italy at the moment, and I did start to panic a little bit. Not in terms of illness befalling me, but illness befalling the community and the health system not being able to cope. Um, Is this about pasta shapes again? <laughs> Imagine what the Italians are going for. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. But then again, they make they probably make their own pasta. They wouldn't be. Uh... I'm trying to be serious here. Sorry, but um, 
Yeah, it's, I think just the uncertainty is very strange and not knowing, like, what, you know, like with the Grand Prix, it, it was like, oh, it's going to go, it's going to go ahead, it's going to go ahead, but with no spectators, oh, it's not going ahead, like, and that was within three hours, so it just kind of feels like everything's on an absolute kind of knife edge, like, could go either way, like, this podcast could be illegal tomorrow, because we're in a group, we're it could be like, by, we're going to play it by ear, we're going to play it like, by ear. Like, groups of five. Yeah. yeah. No, don't do that. We'll be like an Eurotrek and play it by ear. And, and I, think, I think it is the, I think it is like the death by a thousand cuts way that, that policy makers are approaching this, that's the actual problem, like, you know, like, Australia, like, once Jacinta Ardern showed some actual leadership and said, like, this is what we are going to do, Australia, like, within, like, 24 hours, goes, oh, yeah, we're going to stop fucking around. We're gonna she look. only did that so we can put our criminals back into the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a farce. Just a farce. She's a devious maneuver. Just as, 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 as a reason. As a goose, mate. <laughs> as devious as a goose. Yes, that's... <laughs> let's make that... Arden's, Arden's smart. She just doesn't want us, uh, you know, sending back the boys. Yeah. But that is the solution, right? Everybody in the world self-isolates for 14 days and that actually would... Yeah, yeah. It would, it would really stop it in its tracks somewhat. Yeah. And, the, and the, the stupid part is, isn't it that you self-isolate for 14 days so no one can get it, but it takes four weeks to get rid of it. I thought it was 14 days to... I think 14 days is just to see what we That's the incubation period. So if you don't have symptoms at the end of 14 days, you didn't have it. Yeah. Um, and then when you have it, are you contagious for the entire time that you have it? I don't know. Usually these things... Isn't usually these things that contagious? I think like we need to contact a higher authority. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think yeah, we should I be... Think, uh, <laughs> I think... Should have learned here. People are having these exact same conversations everywhere in... Everywhere about but you're right. There is a there is a period of time where if everybody on the entire planet self isolated for that period of time, and let's not hypothesise what that period of time is, yeah. then it would go away, right? So if it's like call it, I don't know, twelve weeks or something, I don't know, I don't know what the number is, but like yeah, that would probably do it. You'd love that. For twenty eight days. That'd be, uh, yeah, twenty eight days, and then twenty eight days later, and, and then you know, twenty eight weeks later. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Everything was, will just be like it was before. I was speaking to my mum the other day, and she said, "Do you know what?" It feels like a movie. Yeah, it's like I literally said the Benny Argo to This contagious disease and then... Oh, yeah. It's like that Dustin Hopper movie about a pandemic. Outbreak. That, that's the one, isn't it? Right. Well, I there was mon- monkeys instead of bats mm. that started it. What, what, was it bats for this one or anti? Bats. No, someone had a bat Someone ate it at some stage. Literally one person ate a disease, but yeah. I'll never look at that to say According to <laughs> according to the West, according to the West, according to China, it was some uh, American armed forces that came into Wuhan and you know made them eat a bat. Clearly, sort of out. Yeah, it all seems likely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, make, I wore my umbrella corp t-shirt eating the other day. Eating and fucking exotic animals, we'd be fine. You wore your what? Umbrella corp. They're, they're the, the mega corp in Resident Evil, where there is a virus outbreak. So it's not like, you know, it's like, you know, let's, let's, let's have some humor in that situation. Turned out be to be the last day before we all got sent into don't come into work anymore. So it's like, okay, <laughs> that works out well. Yes, yes, gamers are going to be loving it. Yeah. Gamers yeah. are going to be relishing the current situation. Mm. My dog's loving it. Home? Mm. Mm. My dog's getting more cuddles. Mm. 
He the sat, dogs can't get he sat, next, he sat next to me for the whole day when I was working from home yesterday and I didn't realise how many nightmares he has while he's sleeping. Aww. And that was a very real problem to me. Do you wake up your dog when he's having a nightmare? Mm. And shake him real bad. Or do you just let him go through it? No, you shake him up. He was like crying and twitching. Mm. <laughs> just slap him and go. Okay. These are the very real problems that we're facing at the moment. Mm. Um, so should we talk about beer? I've heard about beer. Have you had any good beers lately, Chris? I the last beer I had was the the, the new Burnley Neat. Oh, was that good? It's amazing. It is delightful. Dang. Do you think we have it here? It's uh, not pie series though. Well, no, it's not pie series. However, our next pie series, next pie beer, is an ether. It is. And if they, if they use half the, like if they follow half the recipe that they did for We can say what it is. No, it's a pitch melba pie. Yeah, like it's been made. Mm. It's in the process of yeah, becoming it's, a it's, And I put it on Instagram two days ago. Yeah. I know that I should know this, but when is it releasing? Uh, well, that's the thing. It was going to release when we were in uh, Wellington, but now we will no longer be in Wellington. So yeah. 4th of April, I think. Okay. The same day. Oh, death day. So death day. Hello. Come to Burnley. The lockdown day. Have a... Uh, well, Peach no. Melbourne Epa. Only 499 of you. Like, I won't be here. No, it won't be here. Won't be here? Why not? Oh, because here it'll be closed. No, it's the last day. Yeah. Is it the last day? Yeah. I don't will, know they, what... will they be getting in a fresh gag on their last day? Sure. Uh, and just, but... just empty it out. Uh, we'll, uh, but we'll, 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 make, we'll make the sale after, uh, mm. after, after we're done here. Yeah. Um, can you guys make a pie beer that is 3.14? That's a good point, actually. Mm. Yeah. Or six point two eight percent, or something like that. It is an excellent point. Uh, a double pie. <laughs> I actually wonder when uh, the craft beer community is going to come out with all the Corona puns mm. reflective in the products. I think it's likely. One, once it's blown over, we can start joking. Yeah. But yeah, everyone's in the. It's too soon. It's too soon. I know. Yeah. Our, our people are dropping was, dead. Yeah. five weeks ago was my Corona. But yeah, would it sell a but you don't want to have a beer that's called This Is Probably Your Last Beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I heard that, Especially with shit. I heard that sales of actual Corona had gone down. That was a rumour. That's actually not true. Sales yeah. have gone up. Which is an interesting thing because I reckon all the mass-produced beers that are unpasteurised and have already been in storage and have brewed all over the world, they've got... They've got legs with their product. Craft beer, you know, shelf life isn't as long. Things are usually unpasteurized, and it's uh, yeah, it's affected in a different way. I think like the big, the big breweries and the big beers across the world are upset that people can't go to sporting events and you know all that kind of stuff anymore. But that's a. I think it's probably a drop in the ocean. Compared to how, how, what longevity they have in their products, all these kind of mass-produced lagers all over the world in mass storage units everywhere that are, you know, and you, the smaller beers, you know, they're brewed months at a time, and then it's a new beer, and you know they don't store a lot of raw product to make beers either. So I think it's kind of a shorter period of time for craft, but the longer it goes on, will affect different different business models in different ways, I guess. It's like you said about the micro thing, you'd assume all these people, the 60,000 people that aren't going to a stadium mm. will likely be drinking kegs or bottles at mm. home. Mm. Yeah. You don't do much with the kegs that are already being produced, but... 
Um, no, I can predict. I, mean, I guess the sponsorship dollars as well, and the fact that their advertising won't yeah. be seen and their products won't be being drunk at sporting events because seasons have been cancelled and things are on hold. And so it's probably even more of a not so much we won't sell these beers at these events, but our products won't be seen and yeah. on television all around the world because these events aren't going forward. What if I find about yeah, all these contracts that have the little line at the last minute about these sort of mm. well you kind of wonder whether or not events, that stuff's even written into those oh, contracts be. you know well it depends it on be. the kind of business it should be you know what I mean for the big, like, for the, obviously the big or the big yeah I mean how what's the gradient of bigness before you know a lot of people are going to be unemployed from this but I'm sure yeah. they didn't sign employment contracts that said in case there's an outbreak and things get apocalyptic yeah. we will pay you like it's you know yeah, I'll have to go back home and get that lawyer hat from uh, all these terms are coming, coming back into my head mm. that I've looked at for a long time. Who knows what we're, you know, clicking the yes box on now with our uh, laptops. Good point. Sentai pad. <laughs> Sentai pad? Have seen that South Park episode? No. Where everybody uh, clicks on the uh, Apple's... Hey, why would you read? Because <laughs> basically Steve Jobs. Um, telling them that they've all submitted to be part of a human sentai pad. Oh no. <laughs> and then, then he then he keeps like you know saying it's like oh you can leave if you just if you just sign up to this. And they say, yeah, we sign up and then it's like why would it read? And then they, then they're in like some even more fucked up yeah. version of the same experiments of what yeah. they didn't read and just keep. To all our listeners who have seen that episode, <laughs> it's great. They'll find that initial reference highly entertaining. It'll be interesting to <laughs> see what the South Park guys do with the current situation. Oh, they'll go nuts. Yeah, because well, yeah, they're the ones who, like, not they're the ones, but they're a group who also don't sort of produce on a regular basis, right? They just go, wait till something topical happens, and they'll go, what, right. What, South Park? Yeah. No, no, they've been producing an episode a week. Because like, I, I think, uh, no, no, they stop for No, they stop. They now just do, like, you know, eight random episodes here. Or, How long have they been doing random episodes? Probably past three seasons. Really? And they're serialised now as well. Yeah, that's yeah, a theme that'll go through the eight oh, episodes right, of right. I yeah. think the last time I checked in, it was actually a documentary about how they do make an episode every week and how incredibly difficult it is, and they look like behind the scenes and stuff. It's really interesting. But, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the, all, uh, all the Book of Mormon stuff yeah. being successful. They, they don't need the cash anymore. They don't need the cash anymore, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to beer, sorry. Yeah, what, what, what good beers have you guys all had? Uh, we mentioned the Burnley Nipa. It's really lovely. It's a little lower for what a Nipa usually is. I think it's 6.5. Um, I think that makes it a lot more. I don't know. It's just a. It's just well done. It doesn't have that heavy, heavy kind of mouthfeel viscosity that a lot of Nipas can have. Uh, it's really, really drinkable. I guarantee. I, I um, did my order for speaking about Garage Project earlier, their Australian store, there's online stores launch, based yeah, somewhere around here. And um, yeah, so I did a little order and next day, delivery. Next day, delivery? Yeah. Oh, wow. Got a bottle of their Pet Nut, a cider and a couple of interesting beers. And their March Fresh release, which was really good. So that's going to be a bit of a game changer, being able to get all the Garage Project stuff next day delivered. What were the prices like? Yeah. Same as Garage Project stuff, expensive. But yeah. I think so. My 750ml bottle of wine, 750ml bottle of wine, elderflower, ferment, 
beers one can which I think was 540 mil and then two small bottles was 110 what the breakdown of that was exactly I don't know but, um, no idea that included that was 15, 15 of that was shipping if you spend more than $200 shipping spray Nice. Which, yes, that was good. Dream Seeker from. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, um, fixation? Fixation. I was going to say Tommy, but. I mean, it was from Tommy because it got sent to us for free. But um, it's a very good beer. Yeah. had it on tap when they first released yeah, yeah. it. So, it, was um, always, it was always my favourite beer at the yeah. incubator. It's a really good one to put in cans. That's been, the cans are, the can is awesome. And um, the beer's, the beer's awesome. Good on um, so I, the other night, so I was with occasional guest Ben, um, I got him some beers for his birthday a while ago, which I completely forgot about. Well, one of them was, um, the 120 Days Dry Age Stout from Evil Twin, like, cause, cause we'd been drinking all night, so we thought, oh, one more beer. He, he, in fact, he just, he just held a finger up to me, just like this, like, I said, oh, I think I should leave, and he just went like this, I'm holding up the one, I said, like, alright, one more beer. And he decides to bring out, like, the 17, like the, yeah. the 17.5% Dreadnought as the last beer for the night, so, so I felt great on Saturday morning really good but it was really lovely like it's just like super chewy dense delicious imperial stout but yeah i was fucked <laughs> where were you where were you when you had that uh just at his place like so i got a can of it from somewhere oh right, okay. um, yeah which which is his place as we call it the house of mirrors because he's got like a million mirrors in his house he was supposed to be joining not for the podcast but coming here essentially i think they're battling the supermarket at the moment Wrong move. Wrong oh, yeah, I agree. Terrible idea. <laughs> Coles Express, just, you know. Mm, yeah. And you're not going to find toilet paper. You're anyway. not going to find what you want anyway. Just, 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 yeah. get, some, just get some um, books you don't like. Yep. Oh, books. Uh, like the Bible? Or... Exactly. Exactly, the Bible. <laughs> yes. Like the Quran, yeah. maybe. Or... Oh. Uh, I can I can say Bible, but I can't say oh, oh that's interesting, isn't it? Interesting. I know. I was just thinking in terms of um, speaking of South Park, the Kmart catalog. I don't. I don't. The Herald Sun. But yeah, I'm not enough to go into that. I'm just kidding, y'all. Um, t- tell us about your bit. Um. Well, I just went to Golden Plains. Um. Were you the one who had the coronavirus? No, I was not. <laughs> Um, I was just trying to think what was in my magical recipe. Um, I, I, well, I did it very badly because you're supposed to bring session beers, and I brought the new Bolted Dimples Double IPA, which was very nice. And also, I hilariously only brought like three beers for a three-day festival, which um, it's not your best move. You might have undertaken it. It was hilarious. It was very badly done, but. Um, we did enjoy some kaiju crushes and I ended up going having to go to the festival bar, which is something I've never had to do at Golden Plains of Meredith because usually I have a very well-stocked crafty escort, but I did not do that. And I was very impressed at the bar because usually everyone at Golden Plains is carrying um, Melbourne Bitters and BBs. And this year they had... Um, Furphy and no, I'm not saying I'm not bragging about Furphy, but I'm saying that they also had like Brooklyn Lager, Brooklyn Sour, um, mm. what else? Something 
something else that was a bit nice. And, that um, last hour is really good. Yeah, that one, that one. Um, but I was just so impressed looking around at all the punters. I saw cases upon cases of Kaiju Crush, um, the Mountain Goat, Goat Beer, um, heaps of Moondog Beer cans. Um, a lot of people drinking Colonial, but I did also bump into like all of the Colonial brewers. But a lot of people drinking Colonial Sours, so yeah, it was just a really awesome um, one of our, um, the friends that we went with, they had another couple of friends that we were camping with and the guy pulled out a can of Rodenbach from his esky and I was like, dang. He was like, yeah, I wanted something sour, but I also wanted it to be malty and I was just like, respect me. The revolution is here. Oh yeah, I really respected that. So um, yeah, really, people just packing really interesting stuff and um, enjoying it. So that was very nice to see. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we should, because usually around this time in um, our show, we um, drink beer and um, look at a review of it. I think that's a great idea. And we are back, and as is predictable, we're on to our first beer. Um, We're waving at Dave as he walks past. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi. what is our first beer? Just one minute. Sure. It is the Distortion Peach Sour by Other Side. It is one of, they call it a creative release. Um, I don't know what that means. I do, because I was oh. here on Thursday night and I was talking to Louie about this. Excellent. Beer. Well, please, please, please enlighten me. So, they, um, essentially, they have an artist who they team up with. They give the artist their residency at the brewery. So, the artist goes to the brewery and has free rent to create, but they also get the creative label of the beer. So you'll see down here, it's got this uh, Tom Cleave Creative. He designed it. He was the resident artist there, and he designed the label of this beer. That is awesome. I'm always happy about any um, artist slash brewery collaboration. I do enjoy the label. It's really cute. The label is awesome. It's kind of like... Um, well, it's like music. we're in a bed. So, <laughs> there's a lot of guitar pedals and mm. uh, things going on, and very colourful. Yeah. Uh, I realised I didn't know the name for any of these. I was like, musical things. I've seen them when I go see a band. <laughs> They're scattered all over the stage. We've got I'm, a lot of knobs, twirly things. I'm sure at least one of them is a distortion pedal, mm. which would make sense. Yeah. I'm okay. sure one of them looks like a robot with probes. I thought it was a robot until I got close, and then mm. it was. Oh, um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that one in particular, the orange one there. That, that so I like think a... the other side also aligns themselves with like live music. Okay. To, um, yeah, live music and art, so that's um, obviously. Should mention that other side are New South Welsh. <laughs> no, um, West Australian. From Palmyra, just near West Freer. Australian brewery. Yeah. Um, is that technically a suburb of Perth? Uh, you're not, no, no, you can't say that. <laughs> People from Fremantle get real pissed off. Uh, Paul is from, I'm from Perth. Yeah. Yeah? Fremantle people. Paul makes the be. calls about Perth. Yeah, I am the uh, final authority. They call him Mr. Perth. When he goes back to Perth, it's like he puts on like a big pink pimp jacket and he's like, do 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 And then people like give him donuts and that's all. It's magic. I got that reference. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> have people sip this beer? Yes. What do we think? What do you think, Steve? Well, I, I 
I've tried it. I've tried it before when it first hit the shelves in Victoria, and uh, I was disappointed by the level of peach. But you wanted more peach. now. There is more peach. Okay, so mm. the peach had to. I, feel, settle I don't know. I feel something. like the peach has come out a bit more. For sure. I'm enjoying the level of peach. Like the sourness is not breaking my face or anything. Like it's not, it's not tart. But it's not that very sharp sour things. Yeah, like I'm not recoiling. But it's, it's got a very delightful peach taste. Yeah, maybe more rounded. Yes, kind of sharp sour finish. Yeah, but I which goes nicely with the peach. I gotta say. But I'm very much enjoying this. Yes, very nice beer. It sounds like it was deliberate. So. I mean, yeah, so it says the 2020 version of Distortion is loaded with a, a silly amount of peach and generously dry hop with galaxy for exuberant tropical fruit aromas. Pause quality finishes crisp and refreshing, so... I'd say that they delivered on that. Yeah, mm, that sounds um, like a good description. I couldn't have put it any did. better. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm. Well done, guys. Um, well done. So what are other people saying about what are uh, other so, people saying? So Brindle says, so many distortion yeah, pedals, only Meshuggah could sort this shit out. This was a lovely unripened apricot and peach beer, 3.75 out of 5. So apricot as well? BMK at the, uh, the bird. LCR for Jeff. Ah, um, oh, could do it. <laughs> but not as good. Late, late chicken. Jeff loves late chicken. Loves them. Like you do it the day up, the day after. It's not that I don't mind people checking in their beers later. There's no need to announce that you're doing it. Like it's kind of not important. Is that a bit of a kind of side aside? And this guy's like giving you too many details. Yeah, exactly. It's just right. Who is this guy? Let's single him out here on the podcast. (laughs) Where does he live? Mr. Mike checking himself. BMK. Uh, Good, but not as good as last year's distortion. Three point five. He's got a photo of some bloke in line with a big thumbs up. So, okay. I don't know. 3.5. We could go just don't fuck with cats, reverse engineer that shit. We can probably find out where he lives. Mm. I haven't seen that yet. Um, this is interesting. Maya at a Palace Arcade. Funky Peach Fuzz. And then underneath it says C Translation. What is the translation? Funky Peach Fuzz. Intriguing. Mm. Greg, mm. Uh, 3.5. Uh, Joel T at Helios Brewing Company. Wow, that's just like drinking an actual peach. I don't think you drink peaches, but anyway. Uh, the sour flavour is pretty tame and picks up back palate. That peach flavour, though, wow. 3.5 out of 5. Okay. It's funny because for me, 3.5 is such seems like a very pedestrian score. So when people go, wow, I think it's going to be... It's know, very strange like when people's write-up doesn't match with, like, the stars. Yes. It's like, worst beer I've had four stars. Like, it's... <laughs> 3.5. Yeah. It's, it's Christoph's scale. It's Sitting on the so fence. Would drink again. Everyone wants to oh, sit okay. on the fence. Fine, would drink again. So when, what does something have to be for you to give it four stars? Like, got to rock your world a little bit? It's got to rock my world. Like, you would recommend it to friends and family? I would recommend a 3.5. Depending on the context, right? But just not enthusiastically. Yeah. The only untapped scores I've done are for the two beers that I've made. Oh, did they get five, five stars? stars? <laughs> of course. The editor, five stars. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, the pumpkin beer that we did with Quiet Deeds. But um, I remember... Second I was... best pumpkin beer of last year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely second best pumpkin beer of last year. It was year. in the top two. Yeah. Um, but I remember I was at a bar once and... These gentlemen came in, I didn't know them, and they saw I was drinking the editor and they were like, oh, is that any good? And I was like, best beer ever, of course. 
So they both bought it and then I saw them pull out their phones straight away and I'm like, I bet they're rating it on Untapped. So I pulled out Untapped and then their scores dropped in and one of them gave it like a three, but like gave it a very flattering review and then three and like, it was so hard to just not turn around and just be like, excuse me. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What's like Garrett? Don't get Origi me Origi Original, original sometime uh, guess Garrett. Uh, his, his rating scale is very high, so you'll be the kind of person that can give a beer a three and yeah, say that it's excellent. Yeah. I can see why brewers just absolutely cannot handle those kind of reviews. Like, yeah. like I don't even like lagers, one star. <laughs> yeah. Um, George K um, purchased at the Hot Shot Bellin Bellingen. I don't know where that is. Not peachy. Granted, peach is the riskiest fruit. Sour. Well, that comment makes no sense, but um, three stars. Okay. Peach is not the riskiest fruit. There are a lot of really good peach beers. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was. It's not risky. Maybe he knows something we don't about the peach. Maybe he's trying. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, to me, I just want to, I feel like that's a marketing point. Peach is peach, the riskiest fruit. <laughs> I mean, I reckon it'd be quicker for us to count the number of people who know less about putting peach into beer than we do, than the number of people who know more about it. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to like. Yeah, maybe it is the risk. There may be something hard you know, about it, like you know. Forfeit to the comments. That's right. Oh, that's an Ian M. He hasn't said where he drank it. Refreshing, three point seven five. But his friend Damon M. has said that looks so sour with two exclamation marks. I don't they know how you can tell agree. that the beer looks sour. Really on top so of did he give it a score? 3.75. Okay, for the sour lookingness of it. No, just, no, his friend can't. His friend just commented. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> how do you... I'd be interested to speak to Damon and <laughs> ask him how he can judge maybe, a beer sour by the way it looks. Maybe he colours as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's a synesthesia thing. Do you reckon he's friends with the uh, riskiest fruit guy? Mm. I hope so. <laughs> we got Russell J at Kensington Hall Reserve. You got five badges off this one as well, so that's um, you know, oh, exciting. Uh, badge game is strong. Uh, great peach colour, lovely fruit sour, easy drinking, definitely peach. Really enjoy it. Cheers! Exclamation mark. Four out of five. But, four out of five. five. Right. He loved it. <laughs> I think it's all about expectations, isn't it? Like, um... Yeah, and it, it's it's difficult to like. Yeah, to, you know, uh, yeah, you meant to be rating it relative to expectations or in absolute terms, and either way, it's hard to disentangle the two from each other. So, yeah. We've got a Nick R at Besk. Plenty of peach. Moderate sour. Bit juicy with a bit of bitterness. We have it four stars. I think that's a good yeah. review. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that sums it up perfectly. Yep. Alright, um, out of, out of five, what are we giving this bit? I think our special guest should go first. Yes. Or, wait, or, are we in Frothcast now? Or, uh, they, are we <laughs> I don't think we've flipped over to Frothcast. I think we flip after, after the first bit. Maybe we should fight for it. Okay. I'm giving it 3.5 stars. Because <gasps> I think it's delightful and I would say. Would drink again? Would drink again. Yeah, uh, I kind of like how the softness, the mouthfeel goes with the peachy, peachy flavour. Um, yeah, it's a nice one. It's definitely worth having. You could even drink a few of them. And, you know, you could have a four pack of these easily. Easy. Yes. I'm giving it a healthy four stars. Oh, four stars. All right. Well, it does have distortion pedals all over it. That's true. <laughs> uh, this, this, yeah, you have to take the whole package into account. Absolutely. Your rating so yes, yeah, so I, I think it's fair to right. to include the can art 
peaches, pebbles. Yeah. What else do you want? Peaches and pebbles. That's a good yeah, one for yeah, me. Yeah. That could work. That could work. Or a peach cycling event. Yes. <laughs> People cycle through and you throw peaches at them. Peaches and pebbles. Well, they are the riskiest fruit. Yeah, the riskiest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, there's a risk profile, right? The beer will just be called the riskiest fruit. I mean, this thing writes itself. So, devious goose will make a beer. Our first beer will be called the riskiest fruit. The, ris the riskiest fruit. And I'm so proud of it. Yeah, we've, we've nailed this. We can make a series of beers just on in jokes from Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible, tastes delicious. There's the tagline. <laughs> I think that just should be the name of another beer. Let's let's not let's not waste like good beer names on taglines. Come on, come on, mate. Um, gents. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, just be annoying. I'll give it three point seven five. I think it's worth more than three and a half. Um, quite like it. I'm just looking through. There are so many gold comments that we did not read out and untapped. Oh, there are so many fools out there. Mm. Um, it's like grinder. I don't even like I'm giving it 3.9. That's what I gave it on Thursday, that's what I'm giving it. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with 3.75 as well. I think it's more than a 3.5, but not a 3.9. We couldn't give it 3.9 if you wanted to. Look, Nor can the Brunswick Beer Collective as it happens, so, yeah, you know. Because we don't pay for it. That's right. <laughs> Um, so so 3.75 it is, because yeah. that, that's that's how it works. Yeah. 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 We go with the, the modal result. Yeah. That's what we do. And now, I think we um, switch over and start the frog cast. Yeah.